0: Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Welcome, baby boomers, to Another Day Above Ground. This is the podcast that's just for you, it's just about you, and it's by us, three baby boomers. Now, in addition to me, I have two partners. Please welcome from the great state of Indiana, Mr. Tim Slagle, whom I call the Aristotle of comedy. Hey, it's, uh, Groundhog Day is right around the corner, but uh, spring might be a little late because, uh, according to President Biden's new standards, the groundhog will have to stay six feet away from his shadow. <laughs> Also joining us from Denver, Colorado, the lovely Carolyn stroh
1: So I spent the weekend watching Netflix, and I was wondering how many hours of programming is there on Netflix? So I actually looked it up, and as of last September, there were more than 36,000 thousand hours of netflix programming and that was back you know months ago so my thought is if i spent the next four and a half years on my couch i could watch everything i aspire to that now
0: good for you <laughs> have a goal and go for it make a plan and plan your day or whatever that is uh, i had a weird thing did you guys any of you play the the Powerball or the million dollar lottery or anything I don't usually play those, but I think what you know, seven hundred fifty million, seven hundred fifty million, I could use that, you know. And then the other one, I don't know if it's just in Illinois, but the other one is like six hundred million. So I bought some tickets. I wake up this morning and I look at my, uh, or yesterday morning I guess it was. I look at my my uh, phone and there's a thing there from the lottery says, "Congratulations, you won." Because, see, I bought my tickets online, so they knew my website. I go, oh, man, this is great. I bought 10 tickets. That's an outlay of 20 bucks. On one of them, I hit the Powerball. I won $2. That's not <laughs> worth sending me an email for.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I was so ready to be nice to you.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was very excited when I saw that message, man. Holy Christmas. How many people got that email and before they actually checked into it lost their job? (laughs) See you later, butthole. I'm out of here. (laughs) And speaking of losing their job, you know, we had inauguration day, and uh, I, I was a little concerned because I didn't know where they were holding that. I thought they'd probably hold the whole thing from Joe Biden's basement, where he spent the first eight months of his campaign. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the maybe the nursing home uh, dining room. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that should listen to our show today because it's all about aging. <laughs> and uh, of course, he doesn't. He's closer to the finish line than the starting line, but still. You know he's he's got to he's got to step up his game.
1: They talk about how much presidents age from the beginning to the end. Uh, that does not bode well for him.
0: Oh no! <laughs> you look at pictures of Barack Obama on his first inauguration day and the day he left office. He turned into his dad. I yes. mean, oh
1: wow!
0: <laughs>
1: Eight years turned, turned into thirty.
0: 30. Wow! <laughs> no kidding. So so Joe, but, but uh, Bruce... Donald
1: Trump looks exactly the same. Wait, we said human
0: presidents. (laughs) You can lose muscle tone and stuff. You can't lose fat. That's always around you. You're always going to look the same. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So we've been talking about, you know, What are we going to do when we get old, ignoring the fact that we already are old? But we need to figure out, I think, a plan. So what we've done this week is called in yet another expert. Star Bradbury, is a. uh, she's been working in senior care for like 25 years, and she has just written a book called Helping Your Parents Age Successfully. And then there's a subtitle after that. But anyhow, uh, Star, welcome to Another Day Above Ground.
2: Well, thank you, Dale. I'm happy to be here. And as I told you, I love your title. A Day Above Ground is better than the alternative.
0: (laughs) It it, it certainly is. What's the whole title of your book? Because when you told it to me, I only had time to to write down part of it.
2: It's called Helping Your Parents Age Successfully, A Guide to Being Prepared. Um, My agent tells me that is the working title. Uh, The publisher may change it. And I'm hoping to get it out in the market within nine months or, or less. Well, well, we'll I, I would
0: suggest how to become an old fart, and that'll that'll have a popping value, you know, right off the shelf.
2: How to prevent old farts? That's more interesting. Yeah.
0: That's a better book.
2: Well, the the key to aging successfully, I think, is is everything we already know: staying engaged, staying involved, um, having purpose, but. Um, I like to call myself a, 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 a practical optimist or a realistic optimist. Um, I, 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 I was talking to a friend and we were chatting and I said, you know most people don't think of themselves as being a certain age. By the time you call yourself generically a baby boomer, most people just they are who they are and they, they are, uh, don't necessarily assign titles to themselves or ages to themselves. But I think the key to aging successfully is really approaching things a little differently with a really important question to ask. And that's what I talk about in my book, the right question. What is the right question that would help you age successfully? And, and, what, and I, what would that can, question be?
1: Where do you well, get the best
2: Botox? What you <laughs> <doing>? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to go to LA for that, I think. Right, but, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I keep seeing people magazine, and uh, and I'm I'm looking at the stars. And I'm like, who is that? What? Did you what? see? Have you seen Jane Fonda? She's eighty.
1: Have you seen? I want what she's having. I want what she. I want where she's going. I want her doctor.
2: She's eighty. Oh I my think that's goodness! Genetics. I do. Yeah. I think it's genetics yeah, right. and, and, uh, and until they can start messing around with our genes. But that's a whole I'm other actually, story.
0: I'm actually one week younger than Madonna. So, <laughs> <laughs> what is, what what does that tell you? This is this is
2: what she should look like. she'll trade with you, or maybe you could like jump in her body and see what that's like for. He's been wanting to too. jump in her body for thirty years. That's
1: a different show. <laughs> jump.
2: Well, yeah, we won't go there. Jump in. Jump on. Who's? I'm not sure which, uh, but. Back to back to the right question. So I, I really think that the right question is, um, how can I maintain my independence for as long as possible? How do I make decisions with that in mind? And even though that seems really simple, in my twenty-five years experience in senior living, it is not the question a lot of people start with. Alamone. They don't retire. I mean, I always joke with people, how many, when I do presentations, how many of you have planned for retirement, right? Well, most people raise their hands. I plan for retirement. But what I see as lacking is a lot of people don't plan for what I call post-retirement. And post-retirement is, what do I really want to do in the, in the later stages of my life? How do I want to maintain my independence, live as um, engaged and uh, involved as possible, And prolong and maintain my independence. Here's a good example. I worked in senior living for 25 years. And I would see people who um, in their 70s decide to go build the house of their dreams. Um, And that that house was out in the middle of nowhere, sometimes three stories. Well, you know, that is not thinking ahead. That is not, and why? Because, you, first of all, who needs a 6,000 square, 10,000 square foot house for two people? And uh, are you going to be able to maneuver up and down those stairs until your mid-80s or 90s, if that's where you're going to live and that's where you're going to retire? So I just think people don't always think things through making short and long-term plans.
0: My next house is going to have an escalator. That would be perfect. Well, you know
2: what? That is a great idea. I think you should start a business, Dale. You
1: There's know, forget, a Macy's forget down forget the street.
2: Forget the staircase.
0: Oh, yeah. Right? That, that's a sign of an old person lives there, but an escalator.
2: Escalator. Yes. I uh, like the way you think. There are
1: all kinds of department stores with escalators that are empty right now. I bet you could get one of those really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have lots of rooms, lots of bathrooms, lots they're, of closets. Well and, uh, and, and
0: company walking around your house every day, every morning. <laughs>
2: Potential Is this dance. the way to the ladies' uh, lingerie <laughs> <rate> department?
0: <laughs> Who are you? So so how, do, how does one go about planning to get older? I mean, I've done my planning because, you know, ever since this pandemic hit, I've been shopping a lot on Amazon. I currently have 22 pairs of slippers. So I think I am ready to to switch over into the aged category.
2: Well, you can leave several pair at the bottom of the escalator, right? right. There you go.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you and, sl- and get off and slide right into them. That is kind of
0: brilliant. There, okay. <laughs> See, it's getting better and better. Now, you told me when we uh, talked on the pre-interview that uh, uh, young people have no idea what it means to be our age. You had it, some no, episode uh, with giving blood.
2: They they, they, they don't. Um uh, I, I try to be compassionate and sympathetic because I remember myself in my, in my 30s, and I, I definitely thought, you know, 70 was, was old. Um, and now, I, of course, I have a very different opinion. Um, and as a, as, a, as a baby boomer myself, I was, um, I was telling Dale, I was really shocked, I, I went in to um, uh, do a, a, some lab work, and this young technician that I'm talking to is um starts for some bizarre reason to tell me about her sex life including showing me pictures sexy pictures she had su- sh- sent to her husband and um she's she's talking and i thought, i guess well, that's is... her
1: strategy for getting your blood pumping maybe I think she does was, that for everybody. i did tell her she i wants, might faint she wants a lot i did of tell flow. her i might
2: faint when you when you yeah so maybe this was her her strategy is like I, I she probably does it with all of her customers <laughs> She did. I swear this is a true story. And then at the end of it, she looks at me and she goes, well, you know, you're old. <clears throat> um, do you still have sex? And, <laughs> for real? And I said, well, um, interesting that you ask, but 70 really isn't, isn't that old. And one day, if you're lucky, you'll be there. Because I, as I like to say, as Dale says, You know, another day above ground. Um, We've all lost friends long before 70. So, you know, only the lucky get old. And then if you're really lucky, you still have sex at 70. So I'm not sure I told her that part. But yeah,
1: yeah. People (laughs) don't don't understand. Didn't she
0: ask if you still have sex with your husband at 70? (laughs) And I told her the correct answer should have been, well, not really, but I'm doing the guy next door three times a week.
2: I think of those have clever been... things to say at the moment, you know, I'll have to say, Dale, what do I say? Yeah. Um, but, no. but, you know, when I started to write this book, I was really torn between who am I writing for? Am I writing for um, uh, my peers or the baby boomers themselves? But I had so many, uh, you know, adult children beg me to write it for them because they were clueless and they just really don't know what to do, especially in a, in a crisis. And there's been so plenty of those to choose from last year. Um, and so um, I, I did. I decided to write the book from the perspective of adult children who want to help their parents age successfully. And, and let's, let's all admit one thing. It really is for the, in the interest of both parties, the adult children and the parents, to maintain their independence for as long as possible. I mean, really, that's what, that's what we all want. And point of fact, that is what the adult children want. And in, in my 25 years in senior living, I really didn't have that many um, that many seniors saying, oh, I want to live with my kids. Really? In fact, <laughs> one of my chapters is the secret your parents don't want to tell you. And that secret is, guess what? They don't want to live with you, either. <laughs> they, you know, I love my children, but that's different than wanting to live with them, right?
0: Well, absolutely, yeah, because then the whole thing comes back around, well, you're living under my roof now, so these are, these are my rules. <laughs> All those oh, old patterns come Oh, yeah, come they're back. dying to say
2: that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, I have I have kids in my in their thirties and forties, and they come back to visit, and they something, you know, happens where like they take the the little pill that makes you smaller or something, they can stand in front of the refrigerator and say, "There's nothing to eat. Will you make me a sandwich?" What? You're a grown so, man. Make your so own are, damn sandwich.
1: Are there conversations that? people should be having with their parents before they get too old to deal with them like what are like the three conversations we should have with them that are hard to have like so Ma, you're going to be dead soon Um, how do I handle like the, the grandfather <laughs> clock that I hate in your living room in fact the way I've decided to handle that with my mother is I'm going to wait till she gets little enough to fit in it and then I'm going to bury her in it because I hate that thing <laughs> and it's already a pine box why not please don't right? leave
2: me that clock okay yeah um, I, 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 I uh, you'll be happy to know that I, I have far more diplomatic suggestions about how to begin that conversation. Um, and every, every, everyone knows, hopefully, how their own parents are going to react because some parents don't want to talk about it at all, and some kids don't want to talk about it at all. But when you realize what's at stake, um, and, and I try to tell adult children Wouldn't you rather be informed about what your parents' wishes are? And do you really want to be trying to scramble in the midst of a medical crisis? Um, And and I think that if there's a silver lining to COVID, it's that it really brought home to families that you do need to be prepared for the unexpected and you do need to be prepared for a medical crisis because they can happen any time. They certainly happened on a scale we weren't really prepared to handle um, and it made it so difficult. But as we're coming out of this crisis, now is the time to be able to sit down and talk to your parents honestly and say, you know, we've never had this conversation, but really I'd like to be a little more prepared if something happened. But, you know, you can start on the softer issues, which is, have you decided where you want to live? Are you going to stay in blah, blah? Are you going to stay in Chicago? Or you think about moving closer to me or to, um, you know, my brother, Danny? Or are you thinking that you want to uh, age in place or stay in your home? Or are you, have you looked at that fabulous retirement community at the university nearby? So you can begin with just some basic introductory questions and get a feel for what your parents' plan are because one question leads to another. If their plan is, I want to stay in my home, well then you have the conversation as, really with three staircases are you going to get an escalator like <laughs> I have I have a price for you <laughs> so my, my
1: asking if you want to try skydiving might not have been that subtle is that <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know so it's it's it, it, it's it's tricky to balance those questions out in terms of trying to Ask questions that will open the door to more questions, because you can start with something like, where do you plan on on staying, are you going to move, and if you are going to move, where, and are you thinking about a retirement community or a life care community or moving back to your university-connected retirement community, a UBRC, university-based retirement community? Um and and then you get into the heavier subjects about end of life plans, but, um, you know you 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 guys have all heard the statistics about the number of people who do not have, uh, living wills or do not even have a will, or haven't chosen a healthcare surrogate. So that's a whole nother topic of critical medical and legal documents, that will really help both, both the parents and the um uh. uh, uh Adult children cope through having, a su- su- having their parents age su- successfully.
0: So if we have adult children, which I do, what should I tell them right off the bat? I mean, what or what should they be asking me? I mean, the only information I ever gave to my daughter, and this was a long time ago before it was legal, and that is if anything happens to me, flush the pot and burn the porn. And uh, you know, but but now that she's a, a grown adult with her own children, what what should she do, or what should she ask me?
1: She should keep the pot. She's got kids. The poor thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but she should flush the other pot. <laughs>
2: Grandpa might have forgotten to do that.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. They do this all the time. I'm very and sorry, no, Star. No, I
2: wouldn't. Feel it's raucous. Pot besides, you know, you probably smoke more than she does.
0: Then then who does?
2: (laughs) I'm not making any Uh, suggestions. No, really.
0: I I smoke more than the city.
2: You know, the the issue that I see is that um, for most of us, I bet if I took a poll of each of you and said, where do your kids live? I mean, for me, I have, uh, here I am in Florida, right? I have one adult son in uh, L.A., a, a daughter in Chicago, and another son in Massachusetts. And they're all completely spread out. I personally am not ever moving to L.A. Be- yeah, I've been there. It's, 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 it's L.A., okay? Or it's Chicago. Where people, I think
0: it's where people go to make a lot of money so they never have to go back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that Well said. Well said. <laughs> Uh, and, and Chicago, I think it's 12 degrees there, right? What is it? Cold, cold? Today?
0: No, it's warmer than it is down in Florida. We're about 36 degrees. Because you well, guys are going through weird. a cold spell.
2: Uh, yes, we're, it's about what we're going to have tonight. Um, there you go. And, and and so I think that so many families are spread out and so disconnected um, that uh, it's, it's one thing if if you want to relocate, but it's another thing if you don't. So at least opening up a conversation with your adult kids about what your plan is or what you what you want to do. Because, you know, you may say, I'm just not going to relocate. But that doesn't mean that you don't want to be connected to your family and connected to your friends. Because all of the research shows that to stay, um, to age successfully, you have to have a community. You have to be connected. You need to have a support system. And that support system is either going to come from your immediate family or your family of, of origin, or maybe your family of choice, because there's lots of people out there that are solo agers, right? They don't have kids, or they may not have a partner or spouse. And so they're, they're in, the, in the situation of having to create a community. But there are some basic things that you need, that even if you're uh, an optimist about aging well, that you have to have in place to age well. That's a community, connectedness, a support system. What if you couldn't drive? then what? You know, are you in a situation where you could handle that, or if you needed um, care in your home, is, is there a family person that can provide that, or do you need to look into organizing that, or looking into what's available in your community? If you want to relocate, there are fabulous retirement communities out there. I worked in the retirement industry for many, many years. I mean, there are, there are some of them are like resorts or going back to college, um, so there's so many more options to, to consider now. So really, it, it, there's you could start that conversation in so many different ways.
0: When you say it's like going back to college, do they have, like, old people keggers and stuff and <laughs> Granny yeah, Panty Yeah, I they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: oh, if, listen, they get a little it, randy,
0: it, though, don't they? Oh, uh,
2: well, you know, the, uh, there, there is a community in... Uh, Florida that's uh, about two hours south of here that is well known uh, for um, just how frisky all these seniors get with each other. Um, I don't think they like that designation, um, but I, here's what I will tell you. In the 25 years that I worked, I actually saw seniors fall in love in their 70s, in their 80s, start new relationships. So, you know, it, it's entirely possible to have a new meaningful relationship um if you find yourself wanting companionship it things entirely possible and and uh, people should stay hopeful i i, I believe that the I've seen older it.
0: you get the shorter the commitment becomes <laughs>
2: <laughs> i am loving um, that tim listen I, that. I have to tell you i have to tell you this story so this this elderly couple um make an appointment to come in and see me i was um a director in this community, and and they said, we have something really important to talk to you about. I said, okay. Well, um, it turns out that these two people had lost their spouses, um, and um, they had been friends, these two couples, for many, many, many years. They lost their spouses, and they decided to get together, which is not that unusual, except that they were, uh, I think they were in their late, late 80s, and they were already living in assisted living. And um, the adult children push them in in their wheelchairs. I'm not making this up. And they say, well, we just came in to tell you that we're going to get married. And I said, oh, you're going to get married. And the kids, the adult kids are behind them going like this. No. <laughs> the will is
0: fine the way it is.
2: And so I'm looking at the adult kids and I'm looking at them and I'm saying, um, well, why do you, you want to, why do you have to get married? Well, you could be, well, they said, we have to be married um, because that's the right thing to do. And because we want to live together. And I said, oh, well, we don't have any rules in this community that say you have to be married to live together. And this, you know, ninety-year-old woman says, "I know, but the ladies down the hall are going to look at me funny
0: oh, wow. if I if I am living in in
2: sin." Oh. And I said, "Well, you could be married in the eyes of of God. Maybe we could have, you know, some ceremony, which I related to and I understood. But maybe you don't have to actually to
0: sign uh, anything.
2: Sign uh, 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 um, well." Anyway, they she got her way, you know. Mom ain't happy, and nobody happy. She got her way. They got they got married at ninety. They had a lot of (laughs) prenups. Um,
0: (laughs) Did they have a cake or just a big bowl of pudding?
2: (laughs) They had a big party. They had a big party.
0: Well, Star, it has been a pleasure talking to you, and you've given uh, baby boomers a lot to think about. Talk with your kids. You don't, you know, they're going to pick out the home you go into, so you know, make sure that you got a good, uh, good relationship with them. If you're moving to a new house, look for everything on one floor, you know, and and. Uh, I'm sure there's a load of other information in your book, "Helping Your Parents Age Successfully" by a Star star, tea, star Bradbury, and uh, we'll be looking for that on the shelf. Thank you so much for joining.
2: It's been a pleasure. I've had it. I've had a ball with all of well, you.
0: Well, we've we've had fun too. So uh, you know, on your way out, try the pudding.
2: <laughs> Take care, all of you.
0: Well, we'd like to give another big thanks to Star Bradbury for joining us and letting us know that y- you can't just get old, you got to plan for it. and There's a lot that we need to do in advance, so I'm, I'm going to start making a list uh, right now. But until I get that list done, what do you guys uh, have to say? How about you, Carolyn? Any last words for our uh, listeners?
1: Actually, you know what, what this interview, she was great, and what Star made me think of, you remember Mary Kelly has that book, In Case of Emergency, Break Glass, which has all the paperwork that we would need to know what our parents need or that our kids would need to know that we need. So remember, it's ProductiveLeaders.com, and you can find In Case of Emergency. I don't know if I'm supposed to plug one of our former guests and, and one of Mary our experts. Mary Kelly but is, uh,
0: is uh, a friend of the show, as we yeah. say. When you've been on multiple times So we're more than happy to uh, to plug her What's that, what's that uh, website again? It's,
1: her website is Productiveleaders.com And the, the, um, the manual Is in case of emergency break glass It is invaluable To cover all the stuff That Star just talked about See
0: I don't agree with that If you break the glass Then you gotta drink out of the bottle So you know <laughs> <laughs> How about you Tim? What's coming up? Uh, check out my uh, website, TimSlegel.com, and uh, maybe you can help me uh, uh, plan for my retirement. There you go. <laughs> and for more laughs, visit Irvin, com, where you can sign up for free for my Friday funnies, and I'll be on your video screen every week with an update of the really weird news of the week. But uh, until we meet again, I wish you uh, all the best of luck. Go out and celebrate today, because it is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.